jams. Ooh. We haven't done one of these in a while. Right? Weird. Weird. This is going to be interesting because this is the first time we have a guest that neither of us actually know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the most, like, stranger person we had was Courtney Rose Courts. Yeah, well, we didn't, I didn't know her either. That's true. So but you met true. her in person. But, no, like, I'm literally, no, no. we're both seeing this guy in person for the I first time. I never met her in person. Oh, you, but you saw her live in person. Yeah. Okay, but I y'all didn't her. talk? <laughs> okay, I mean, I guess, yeah. we never seen this guy live. You made eye live. contact. No, she didn't know I existed. I hit up on Instagram. I still didn't DMs. Oh, okay. And I was like, how long are you in Berlin for? Come on, you Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was totally random. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Timothy, right? Timothy. Yes. Do we yes. call you Timothy or do we call you Timmy, Tim? Tim. Um, I like Timothy, to be fair, but you can mm. call me Tim. Okay. You I'll like call Timothy. you Timothy. Yeah, we do call, call you Timothy. Timothy. Mm-hmm. I have a thing with nicknames. I can't, I can't call people nicknames like just so. I feel like people... I have a friend who just <laughs> loves nicknames. Like, I don't know, he, he could barely know you for like two seconds. And he'd start calling you all sorts of shit that you don't even call yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, that's it, weird. I mean, that's I think so too. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think that's his way of being like friendly. You know, I think that's his way of like making you feel comfortable. And to be fair, I don't think anybody ever like, I don't know, op- opposed it or, or said, hey, that's kind of weird or whatever. Because he's such a nice guy, such a friendly guy. Nobody ever, you know what I mean? But I mean, that's one extreme. I don't think that's normal. But I, on the other hand... I don't know. I think I take it even a like not a step further, but a step back because I'm like, I feel like I can't call people a nickname like just like that unless like you explicitly told me. Unless to you introduce yourself. You that. Yeah. As that. Yeah. Like I mean, I I knew you and was pronouncing your name wrong yeah. for a while now, right? But I mean, like when everybody was calling you Mila, 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 I don't know. I still can't. Yeah, back home people call me Jams, so that's probably how you met me. Exactly, and I wasn't—I wouldn't even be calling you Jams when I met yeah, in Tobago. No. When I met in Tobago, I would call you by your government name, pronouncing <laughs> it wrongly, but calling you by your government <laughs> name. No, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have a thing with nicknames. So when, but Timothy is such like a nicknameable name. You know what I mean? That's a point. That's so fine. the thing is like, I mean, I'm all for Timothy because I think I don't know. I think it's cool when people call it. But Man, honestly, uh, it's very long also to pronounce Timothy. I think Brian. so too, mm-hmm. but so is Jamila. But it's, yeah. Timothy, you know? Jamila. Same ones. I don't know. How do you feel when people are nicknaming you? I don't mind because I really, I grew up with nicknames. Like Mila is what my sister used to call me because she just could not get my name right. And um, Jams started in high school. And I prefer it than people mispronouncing my name. <laughs> Jeez. Because my why name you didn't is tell so, me sooner? Know, why because, because, because they have so many. Out, no, right? because thing, they have so many people at home called Jamila. Right, Jamila is a real yeah. popular name at home, uh-huh. but it's pronounced Jamila. So my assumption was this, but then yeah. I recently dug and found out that this is like a German way of saying it. Jamila, or, Jamila, Jamila. Is no, like, Jamila is the actual Arabic way of saying it. Like it's right. the Arabic name, right? So it's Trinis have just been butchering Trinis have just been butchering it. But in Trinidad, you have Jamila, Jamila. Jamila, Jamelia, you have all these different variations. Correct. And no one would get the right version of, like, everyone would read my name a different way. And I never noticed it with you because you never called me my name to my face. If what do you mean? Because you never say, you never come in, come in my house and be like, hey, Jamila. Yeah, so I, mean, yeah, I, I mean, only <laughs> realized that you started, that you were pronouncing my name when we started the podcast uh-huh. and you were telling somebody else 
oh, blah, you know, blah, 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 me and Jamila, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, is this nigga has been knowing me for like eight years? <laughs> and don't know how to say my name. No, because but you I don't, don't know. Do it, you don't want to bring us up mid-podcast Wait and mid-conversation. <laughs> you should have brought it up mid-podcast. I feel like that would have been a good conversation for it because it's true. I mean, I, I really didn't know. And I mean, they yeah. have so, I know so many Jamilas and it's like, yeah. it's, it's Jamila. Normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now so. you know, and now everybody else knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, it's also hard to like, correct everybody who mispronounces your name of every time yeah, yeah. you just it gets tiring i mean my last name i mean your last name too yeah but my last name Hot is name. the most um difficult last name apparently for trinidadians on your face like nobody nobody ever pronounces my last name right the first time now we want to know my last <laughs> and, name, and, my and, last name <laughs> and it's not that crazy my last name is delzin right yeah. d-e-l-z-i-n okay and yeah exactly okay right like <laughs> solid right <laughs> you would think so, but I get everything because it's like I say Kyle Delzin and they say, oh, like like Denzel Washington, you know, <laughs> I get everything like Denzel, Delzin. And German will probably Denzel, be Delzin. No, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I will take Delzin over <laughs> like like Denzel and Delzlin and all this. And it's my, my, and it's not even that complicated, you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, I thought, I always thought it was easy, but then my mom came with this thing. She was like, Dell, like Dell computers. And then, mm. then she'd just be like, Zin. And then they'd be like, oh, because it's the first part that they don't, get for some they reason mix up the LNAs. i don't know it sounds real simple and now that i'm saying it and i'm sure you're thinking like this is not a thing but it's a hundred percent a thing like if somebody pronounces my name correctly the first time it's like a big deal for us at home mm-hmm. we're all like wow like well <laughs> like well done you know what i mean because i guess it's not popular it's last name. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but yeah but there is something about there's a kind of respect behind calling people by their government names you know like like making the effort to actually pronounce and say somebody's name right that's why i feel like i would stick to timothy until you introduce yourself <laughs> as timmy yeah yeah exactly love it, love it. Say, what else can i say <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. so timothy timothy so just to, to give a little background before we ask who you are because mm-hmm. we actually don't even know enough to introduce you <laughs> um timothy was introduced to me by a mutual friend senai big up senai big up um, who also has roots in the islands. And basically, he just said, Listen, y'all are from the islands. This guy's from the islands. Y'all should link up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw you were doing some creative work, and I was like, Well, you know, the podcast would be a perfect way to link up and get to know more about you. That's super cool. You yeah. kind of resemble this fellow, this Bridget. I used to have, like, back in the day, um, I don't know, I could show you a picture of him afterwards. But he has everything, like your same features, like your, your same eyes and mouth. And, and yeah, there I is mean, a lot of... his hair isn't as dope as yours, you know? But I don't know, I haven't, <laughs> seen, I haven't seen his hair in a minute. But I mean, like, but you remind me of this guy. And he was a real funny guy. And he used to go by um, Simba. I think Simba was his artist's name. Uh, I mean, I was 15 and we were... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His name was, um, his, his artist's name was... Um, was Simba. I can't remember his real name, actually, because we all just call him Simba. You know what I mean? Going back to nicknames. That's what I'm saying. But he said... It's a collateral. He said, call me Simba, you know what I mean? So he was just like, yeah, Simba's fine. And it worked because Simba was a dope name, you know? And he he was like a reggae, like a conscious artist kind of thing. So it was a a cool fit. But you remind me of him. (laughs) 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 So so you were saying you're half bohemian, half Italian? Yeah, this this is actually a pretty... 
pretty strange mix whenever I just, you know, met somebody. This is a change. sound British. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, I was listening, I was like, there's a slight South African twang in there. Somehow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's complicated, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, when it comes to my ethnic background, um, I'm Bahamian, I'm Italian. So daddy come from the Bahamas and mumsy from Italy. And yeah, I mean. And how did they meet? Uh, this is one of the super romantic story, basically. Ooh, I love romance. Uh, <laughs> 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 Something for the ladies on this podcast. Please, uh, we want a sound effect. For, for no, we don't have any sound effects. Do we have any sound effects? Like we don't. Effects? We need for the to, future. We don't. We, we need, need to. Do that to today. Yeah, we have this pattern sound effects and stuff. We need to. Yeah, and we're thinking again, real Caribbean sound effects and thing too. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically my mum has always been like, um, yeah, a traveler or in general, pretty love to go abroad and do several stuff. Um, she happened to, you know, uh, spend some time in the Bahamas. Back in the days, my daddy was a super young, fresh, handsome man from the Bahamas yeah, yeah, working yeah. in an hotel. And my mum, back in the days, I don't know why, but... Um, as a super fit and sporty person, um, she was working as a swim instructor. She was hot. You're trying to call your mom <laughs> hot right now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is my mom. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was a sporty <laughs> person. He's like, my mom Athletic. was hot. My mom was hot. You know? Okay. Yeah. Hey, got to say, got to say. And yeah, and it seems, or oh, the story goes that they met in this uh, hotel back in Eleuthera. Um, which is a small island of the of the Bahamas, and yeah, you know, love love happened. And nice. And mm-hmm. Here I am. And here you are. <laughs> what, else, what else should I say? Yeah, yeah, that's a cool mix. Did you did you um? So that's a that's a weird mix of culture. I mean, I don't think it's that weird, but it's a cool mix of cultures. But do you identify with anyone over the other? Like, where did you grow up then? Uh, I grew up in Italy, um, in Piedmont, which is a region. Uh, Let's say I I really come from a super small village that is equally distant from Milan and Switzerland mm-hmm. in the lakeside area up north. So it was it was funny when I was like this infant or in general as a as a kiddo being there because as you could imagine I was the only brown mm. guy yeah <laughs> and especially half Bohemian half Italian yeah yeah like, um. Where are actually the Bahamas? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. America. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, what, yeah. what part of Africa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Africa? that's what. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it has been like uh, an interesting. Uh, Have you been back to the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember when I was not during teenagehood, but in general around my tenish years old. Uh, you know, I had loads of free time during summertime, so I used to spend like a few months there. Yeah, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. around June, July, and August, it was like a dream to be able to just be there. Uh, yeah, like exactly. Cousins, Who would not aunties. want to spend their summers in the Bahamas? I feel like a that's teenager. a good gig. You know what I mean? When your dad's like from the Caribbean or from the islands, and then you say, "Okay, you're gonna." spend summer with dad or whatever and it's like a dream you don't want people you don't have to pay like literally off to paradise a jillion dollars to do this yeah 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 yeah. that's cool it was a nice deal so then you grew up in italy and you spend uh, your life in italy until when and then oh are you um so 
Yeah, I mean, of course, when I was a when I was a kiddo and when I was in my teenage years, I was still in the small village. Then I moved to Milan due to you know university reason. I was really eager to explore a little bit more of like plenty of interest, and that was like the, the main big city still nowadays. Um, if you're into like the creative industry or whatever, you have to you have to quote. I mean, we know. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You definitely have to. I mean, we're not from a small village. We're from an an island. So, kind of the same concept. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain things that you can't do and certain things that you can't do. You can rely for that, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Of course. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, if you if you need to do certain things that don't fall within the what 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 that place does, you know. I, I don't know what those things are for a small village in Italy, but you know, I mean, if you want to do something outside of that, then you need to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now if I if I think and I look backwards, uh, something has changed because I kind of realized that most of the things that I do in the big cities can actually be done also in smaller parts of different countries. And this is something that it's really close to me because um, indeed I started my, let's say, cultural way of doing stuff with a small collective of people, okay. like like-minded people. And we were, I was basically back then trying to get all this minds together and thinking okay um there are not many things happening here it's a small city loads of uh let's say old um people around we are the youngsters we are the young guns what can we do and this is how it started so and what did what did you guys do then what was the the um the collective was focusing on producing and promoting um audiovisual uh let's say entertainment um, so we were curating stuff for small festival or just producing our own events. There were a lot of people um, doing music, electronic music. And it was peculiar, especially at that time back in 2015, because already in Italy, like the electronic scene wasn't that big, I would say, to a certain extent, meaning that, I mean, if you're coming from London, if you're coming from Berlin, Paris, you you you, you have some idols, you have some... Uh, yeah, big artists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Italy was a little bit different. Um, so having like this like bunch of guys doing certain things in a small village, not even in Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and, Milan and was how, like, go ahead, sorry. Just because it was such a small village, how did y'all manage to get it to grow so quickly and so easily? I think, I mean, we didn't let's say make that incredible impact Mm -hmm. on a large scale uh but i think that the electronic or let's put it this way quote avant-garde scene it's very small it's a niche you get to know everybody yeah yeah it's the same thing Mm -hmm. at home yeah i was kind of doing the same thing at home and and it was like yeah i mean it's you kind of know everybody who's involved you know all the djs you know all the promoters you know all the spots you know the the guys that Mm -hmm. do the visuals are the guys from the visual company that are into the music you know what i mean so it's like yeah and i mean that's nice because it's a real yeah community vibe um but yeah i mean at least for us definitely it was it 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 got to the point where i mean for me personally it got to the point where i need to, to move to berlin if i want to do something seriously um but but my my partner who's carrying it at home, Carly, she's um she's still doing it, and it actually blew up in my absence. I mean, it was big while I was there. <laughs> Problem is, <even. laughs> you know, <laughs> but like like when I was there, it was fine and it was doing well, and it was the only regular like underground event or whatever. 
And then I don't know what I, I don't want to happen over the pandemic. I think people just kind of, I mean, my theory is that people tried different things over the pandemic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they came back from that when things opened up and they were like, okay, I want something alternative. And now it's like, it's ridiculous. We're having this big boom. So it's crazy. I mean, um, it's, it's sad because I'm not there to experience it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I did build this thing, but of course I'm so, I'm so happy for it to be there but was it the same experience for you or how does it or uh yeah i would say same same so it does not surprise me uh it's interesting and yeah i think that one of the big component especially when you are surrounded by people in small villages uh it has to do with the fact that i don't like the word educate but like inspire or trigger some genuine interest it's the key because mm. um i think people especially the kiddos were looking what we were doing they were kind of looking up to us and after we started like just you know um sharing our knowledge coming up with a few events they were like okay they are doing it and this means that i could do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, oh, yeah right? that absolutely. is like the most yeah that's yeah. such an important really thing. yeah yeah and, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, re- really. And uh, I kind of realized afterwards, it not it, it wasn't about us doing things. It was about just inspiring the others. Yeah, and just them. having them having somebody to look up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I show them that it's, not the that, it's not that hard. Because when you were, well, when I was like at home, I mean, just not that long ago, but I mean, just growing up, if you want to do certain things, you normally like, you, you'd look for role models or you'd look for a path at least. You'd look for like, how was it done before? Who did it, who did it before and how did they do it before? And at least in my case, um, being a, a DJ, um, playing like house and techno, there was nobody. There's nobody from Trinidad like doing it. Do you know what I mean? So that sucks for a number of different reasons because then you don't have, uh, when you're young, you don't have something to show your parents to be like, look, this is a, a thing. You don't have... Um, yeah, you don't have an idea of how possible it is, you know what I mean? You just kind of have to go. I mean, it, it it got to the point where I was just like, I don't know, I love this thing so much, I might as well try it would suck if I don't. But I mean, there was nobody, yeah, there was nobody to look up to. And I always say that in my in my mission statement, when somebody, <laughs> when somebody asks me like how I, um, yeah, like what I'm trying to achieve or whatever, I always say like, yeah, of course I, I want to be, I want to do what I what I love to do and make a living from it, and that would be fantastic. But also, it would be great if, like, generations from now, somebody says, "Hey, that guy at least did something." You know what I mean? So that at least it's possible to do to go that at least that far, and they can at least say that you know it went that far with this guy. Maybe I could take it further. You know what I mean? And then I feel like I feel like I'm. I'm I'm kind of dragging the fill in, the finish line or, or you know what I mean like the boundaries of what's possible so people can be like I can do at least that you know what I mean and and when I when I went home this um I was at the party I went home for like a week over summer and um it, it was the week that we are throwing our event that we have every month and it was late it was like seven in the morning we were up on the rooftop and um this um girl comes up to me and she goes um oh my god you're the dj this is like you started this thing and i'm like yeah yeah yeah." and she's like yeah i love this music so much um i love it so much i really want to get into djing too um i'm at yui right now 
um, I'm studying. Um, I'm 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 in um, mech. I'm I'm, I'm I'm in mech, right? And that's how you say when you study mechanical engineering. <laughs> and and that was that was my major. That's what I was doing in UE too. So she was like doing exactly what I was doing and thinking the exact same thing. And I mean, I I can't remember if I actually um, went into it and told her because I don't know if she mentioned that because she knew that about me because it's a small country. Everybody kind of knows everything, you know what I mean? I don't know if she, she knew that about me or if she was just saying it, but regardless, it was so cool because she said this. She's like, I'm in UE, I'm studying Mecca, but I really love this music. I really want to be a DJ. And she said it. She actually said it. She's like, and you're such an inspiration. You moved mm. to Berlin to this thing. Ah, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I yes, was girl. Like, yeah. And I have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean... I can't remember what exactly what I told her, but I think I told her something along the lines of, thanks so much, that means so much, but yeah, definitely anyone can do it, you know, just you just have to do it, you know what I mean? And and that I think is, I mean, of course, like everyone would like to achieve something, you know, if they have a project or they're trying to, you know, but I think that inspiring other people, I think is such like, such a powerful thing, you know what I mean? That's That's how you like change culture, which to me is like the, that's your legacy. I feel like that's, that's the coolest That's how you thing. live on after you die. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, yeah, changing a culture, no matter what that culture is, you know, be it like the arts or mm. whatever, a law, however you do it, you know, I think that, yeah, I think that's the coolest thing. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the sick, ultimate man. thing. Really? You know, people as a, like as a collective group, as a, as a country or whatever, never used to do this thing, but now they do this thing because someone decided to do something mm-hmm. differently. I think that's the coolest you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you had any experiences like that from like where? Uh, how old are you now? I'm 27. You're 27. So that's how old I was when I decided to jump from, from Trinidad to here. Um, yeah, that's always a nice age for me because my birthday is also only 27. You know what I mean? Um, but, um, but yeah, so how have you, like, are you still in touch with, with, with uh, the people at home? Wait, do you live in Berlin? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I was still in Jams before. How should I call you on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can do it. It's fine. You can say whatever you want. She's obviously honestly. I do like he came in and he said, "Nice to meet you, Jams" or something. And like I, I felt nice (laughs) because it reminds me of home. Whenever people call me Jams, I think of my friends back home, and you're from the Caribbean as well. So it was like that's you're allowed. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a kind of fresh, fresh fish, or I don't know, mm-hmm. it's one year under the belt that yeah, I'm yeah. living here mm-hmm. in, in Berlin, so trying to still figure it out in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm still in contact with um, all of them, and interestingly, what I've been super fascinated about is that you have also different generation within the same crew mm-hmm. and collective so when i was mm-hmm. the little brothers and the yeah, little sisters exactly. or the little they cousins and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. like okay uh, let's see who else is interested in this thing let's just yeah. try to onboard them mm-hmm. and not being like the gatekeepers or yeah. the contacts or, this is like bs to me exactly exactly because yeah. it's the hardest thing it went in like a in, in everything I feel like in Berlin, because at least I experience it now as a DJ, having left Trinidad being like, I don't know, the one of five playing what, what we play, you know, and then coming to Berlin where you're, yeah, you're another <laughs> DJ that moved to Berlin, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like, yeah, just finding like, wait, hold on, I lost my train of thought. What, what did you say? The next yeah? generation. Right, yeah, the next generation. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like when I moved to Berlin, it was so difficult to 
get like a yeah to get a foot in the door because they have so many people that are like kind of garden yeah where you go and how you because i mean in their minds i mean it's for many different reasons but you just find people saying no for saying no sake mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. and it's so yeah just destructive and in trinidad in trinidad it's the same thing but luckily on the electronic music scene it's fresh and nobody really cared too much until very recently now and now we're finding ourselves in this very unique position where before there was my brand and one other brand that would like doing parties and basically just lovers of the of the scene and the music and like i said after the pandemic all of a sudden we have this they're coming up all over all these satellite events just coming up like now we have about six brands that are now i wouldn't even say fighting for space but i mean like they're now saying oh they're doing it and they have a good crowd i mean like you know what i mean but that's just how it works and it did come to the point where we had to have the conversation we are like okay so what are we what, what's the move like what's the reaction to this because at the end of the day there's still a um there's still livelihoods that are attached to this you know it's still a small um it's still a very small economy you know what i mean um how do we how do we deal with this? And the thing is, all the time when we used to daydream about uh, uh, being in a country where these things were all over, we used to say, honestly, the more the merrier, because then it just kind of, it just pushes the whole scene on a macro level forward, you know what I mean? And then it just creates more space for everyone else. So when it came that like all these, because your, your natural instinct is to be protective of what you of what you started yeah. and mm-hmm. be protective of like the scene and be protective of everything. Um, you you want to stay the best, but at the end of the day, you have to remember everybody's working towards the same vision and the yeah. same goal yeah, yeah. and trying to see everybody as competition is not going to move us forward yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is we saw it in like the carnival scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see it in the carnival scene because at home carnival is, is such a, is an, is a huge economy now. Right. And there are, and the way it's developed in the last five years is mad. Yeah. 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 Like and new things popping up like Monday way. Yeah, so yeah. carnival is Tuesdays, like the pretty costume and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Monday, you just used to wear your your part of your like a bra from your costume. Yeah, and, girls and wear normal. like a pants and whatever. Yeah, and then people started making their own costumes for Monday, and now there's like a whole within five years a whole new yeah, yeah. industry now of like designers coming out with Monday. Yeah, yeah. Now Monday like Monday wear is a whole yeah. new thing. You know what I mean? And yeah, and all the bands. All I mean, it's good in many different ways. That like, okay, so now the designers now have mm-hmm. another opportunity to make money because generally being a designer in the Caribbean is difficult. You know what I mean? And and I feel like, but then you also saw that all the big brands were jumping on it um, to capitalize on it, to control the best designs, to control, the, you know what I mean? And, and they we'll, give, they at the end of the day have the most visibility, right? So they, they, if you do what the big brands want you to do, then you make money. And it kind of affected all the smaller designers because Monday originally was like the small designers. Yeah, like a you know, boutique thing, kind of like thing. Like a boutique kind yeah. of thing. And now it's becoming so commercialized that the, re- like, the people who started Monday Way are not profiting from it as much as the yeah. big, big bands. Yeah, and, and the thing is, so you, and you see it, and there's, there's that, there's the development of the new cultures around Carnival, but then also just the traditional culture of, of the Carnival bands or how they do things. Now you just see like, yeah, it was always a fight for space and a fight mm-hmm. for this and a fight for that. And so, I mean, I mean yeah, you, you see these things and you say, yeah, I don't want to be like that, you know what I mean? Um, and then we look at our little micro scene of electronic music and we see the same thing happening and it's 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 strange i mean it's 
it's nice to be in a position where you're the established um, group or, or, or brand or whatever, and you kind of, yeah, you've kind of set the tone moving forward. But it, it puts you in a in a position where you could change the tone of how everyone deals with this like if you decide to say so in trinidad we have like committees right like for everything you sell tickets through committees that's just how it is right because everybody knows everybody so the, the you sell tickets fast if you have like you popular people yeah, that have a network right and i mean you just the scene was so small you just saw the same people on all the committees and then we kind of got to the point where we are like so w- what if we say here's what we want our committee to be exclusive to us because we we are the biggest and they will choose us if we say you have to choose one right like period right but then we thought what good would i really do i mean it would i guess it would squash smaller events or it would make it more difficult for them or whatever but at the end of the day like what would it really do? And it would just create this. I mean, I think competition is good. I think a little bit of healthy competition absolutely forces everyone to yeah. grow, and that's but fine. but competition as long as you're not somehow trying to sabotage your competitor and focusing on what can I do to improve what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that way, the best practices as a whole improve because everybody's just trying to improve themselves rather than everybody trying to tear down everybody else. Yeah, and it, it's so. Um, it's interesting and and it's it's cool to be in a position where you can make the decision to be like yeah we're gonna keep it as a free market as an open cool yeah we all love the same thing and it's all good and it was all all built on you know peace love uh, unity and what's the the next one harmony no 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 no, it's (laughs) plur it's plur plur peace love unity and whatever who cares but the point is (laughs) These are like uh, cheesy founding words, but it's true. That's kind of what they found on. But then, of course, like money gets involved and all that shit goes out the window, you know. But it's it's cool that when you're in a position to kind of open it up and say, yeah, we're just going to be easy about this. And then you see how everything still does well. You know what I mean? And then you compare that to like an established city where the big players would have come in in the early 90s when the rave scene, you know, had it, had its boom in Berlin. And then you see what they're doing now, you know, and they're just gatekeeping this shit out of everything. And I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's working out for Berlin, I suppose. But for the the guy that just moved to Berlin for, you know, and has only been here for a year, or the guy that's moved to Berlin only been here for two years or three years or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, how does that, what does that mean for us? Like, because then you're... <laughs> you're depriving the scene of our fantastic artistic ability no because then you just have no um yeah because not being open to you know fresh new input just sort of yeah definitely yeah you're definitely losing out you know what i mean i do agree and do subscribe to what you said Matt. but at the same time we are making our own thing right here mm-hmm, that's true. right now so, yeah, you're right. On the other side, <laughs> this, is us, this is us <laughs> fighting. This is us being resistant. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. No, it's true. And, and not just. I mean, there's a lot of smaller. Yeah, there's a lot Berlin of smaller are, crews and know, clubs and kind doing of the same kind thing. of going against this whole gatekeeping mindset of and supporting people who are new to the scene and who are now learning their what is their style and, and what's their voice and their message. Exactly, it's true. There are a lot. Yeah, of course. But, there's but always on a money a making level, resistance. you know. Yeah, because like yes, yes, we have all those opportunities for all the newbies in terms of visibility. You yeah, know? yeah, and yeah. everybody's always giving you gigs for exposure. 
Yeah. But yeah, on yeah. a money making level, yeah, yeah. that is still being that's what I'm saying. kept. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because there's there's and it's, it's kind of what Gabby was saying um, uh, about the art scene. You know, when we have any live podcast, you know what I mean? That like, I mean, she didn't say that's why she was turned off of the art scene, but she mentioned it as something that was a bit that was shocking to kind of see how the money flows. You know what I mean? And it does not flow in a wow, you're a talented person, or we want to share your art. You know, we want to support you and have you be able to make a living from your art it's more like yeah i don't know we say what's good and what's not good mm-hmm. and you either make what we want you to make or you yeah. don't get paid yeah <laughs> and, and, and then it isn't we don't get paid you know <laughs> what i mean harsh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, i don't know but, but how's your experience been in berlin so far then if you've just been here for a year uh f- pandemic i mean uh, let's not talk about the pandemic because <laughs> yeah. i moved just before pandemic. the pandemic so let's talk post-pandemic <laughs> so let's talk this year let's talk yeah I mean, apart from what you were mentioning, I've been super lucky. Um, you know, I also have to admit that when I landed here, I instantly made some super fruitful and rich and fulfilling connection with um, people. So uh, I think I want to say that Berlin has been treating me nicely ever since and still is. I mean, I'm meeting you two today guys and <laughs> it's super cool to have the chance to talk about all the themes and topic and in general i think berlin is a macro city with a lot of contradiction in itself yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. and this is something that it's like one of the sites i'm still exploring because um you have loads of opportunity Mm-hmm. There are a lot of stages where you can jump on and, you know, share your ideas, words, concept and try to mix and mingle with others. But then I think there's also a second level or another one in which you also t- you should try to understand if it's sustainable on yeah, the yeah, long term. Right? Otherwise, it's just, you know, pretending, which yeah. it's not ideal, especially for yourself, because yeah. you cannot just leave and lie um especially within probably the creative industry is very very different for from other domains because especially here especially here in berlin um you have maybe lower barriers but these of course um it's creating a different kind of side effects with loads of people yeah, coming yeah, yeah. And yeah trying to, a lot of chaos you know yeah um find their own space which in general i i love it i find it super cool but again it's a lot of um entropy yeah to a certain yeah, extent yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot to pick from i mean obviously you always manage to somehow find your crowd yeah. but i feel like there's more people promoting something than people being promoted to sometimes oh, wow yeah, like yeah. i mean obviously it isn't but there's so many people Naturally, like on my instagram most of the people I've met in Berlin are always promoting something, pushing yeah, yeah. something, which yeah, is yeah. fine because we're doing the same thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, okay, but if everybody's pushing their own scene, like who's, who's going to be... Who's coming? Who's coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, like, I don't know. I try not to get lost in... Because I feel like there's a narrative of, you know, if you want something to happen, you put your head down and you work. Right. And something comes out of it. And I do I do believe in that. You know what I mean? Something. Isn't this like toxic positivity? 
Sorry. <laughs> Isn't this like toxic positivity? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I'm kidding. I, I do. I do think that if you put, if you really work hard at something, if you're really consistent, mm-hmm. you know, if you're consistent and you're persistent, something comes out of it, and you you do it in a you, you do it in a way that you yeah that you don't give up as cheesy yeah. as it sounds. And I feel like success. I mean, success is a very broad term and defined by everyone in a different way. But I feel like something does come out of it whether it's i don't know it does matter what it is but you definitely learn and grow from it but at the same time you know it can be daunting when you're working and and doing your stuff and then like when you look on both sides you're seeing people like also working and doing mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> and then you feel like okay 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 they're doing this and they're doing that and then then you feel like okay well then i have to do this and i have to do that i mean i don't know do you yeah, I feel like it does get exhausting because then life is also a thing. You know, you have to go to the grocery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to clean your flat, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and also I feel like a lot of people here forget downtime. Yeah. And just like, you know, hanging out for hanging out's sake. Like for, for non-networking, hanging out's sake. That does not happen as much as it happens back home, for example. You know what yeah. I mean? Every weekend is a lime. After work is always a lime. And um yeah, I feel like people here, it's very easy to get locked into this mindset of I need to work, work, work. I need to have my job and then I need to have my side hustle. And then when I'm not doing my side hustle, I need to have my hobbies that feed into my side hustle. And then I eat and sleep. Are and you it's talking like... about me? Are you, are you talking about me? You're bullying me I'm, on this podcast, I know. Because that's literally how I feel. That's your life, you know? right? That's no, but I'm, I'm also talking about myself. I'm hey, really like, that's... Because yeah. then I spaz. I didn't spaz and said, no, I can't come to this. No, I can't do yeah. this because I'm, I'm losing yeah. my shit. You know what I mean? I have yeah. to... You know what I mean? And it's not about going to parties and stuff, but it's just like when I was home two weeks ago, being home again and just like living that very easy lifestyle that we have at home. You know, you go to the beach, people come over by house, people always in your house or you in somebody's house. Just literally just being around people that you enjoy and like making memories, just doing fuck all that has no purpose whatsoever other than enjoying life. We don't do that enough in big cities. And I'm, yeah. I honestly miss it a little bit. Like I'm, I miss having people to do that stuff with. Like I genuinely, when I'm home, I miss having people to do creative projects with because... You don't have that as much mindset. there. It's a different, it's a different mindset. mindset. It's a different but I just, economy. I feel like, you know, it's important to have a balance of both. Yeah, I definitely Which, agree with you. Yeah. And I feel like um, Luca and I were talking about this last time. We need to have Luca on the podcast. Yeah. He's such a, yeah. such a character. Um, but yeah, I was, ha- I was having drinks with my friend Luca last night. <clears throat> and we had, after we launched this collective on last Saturday, we... Um, well, we were both dead. We were looking at each other and mm-hmm. we were just like, I'm so excited. At one point, at 12, I was like, I want to go home. If this yeah, was yeah. not my thing, I would go home. We said I was it. literally like, just watching the clock like, home. okay, 25 more minutes. Okay, 15 more minutes. At one point, I was like, I was walking around talking to people and I was like, where the fuck is Kat? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was hiding. Like, I was hiding. I was hiding. <laughs> no, because you know what? If you have an event, if you have an event, you don't cater and you want everyone to come and you invite all your friends and you think a room full of your friends is a great thing. But when you have invited a room all of full of friends. people, then everybody wants to have a personal interaction. And not, and not all of your me. friends are friends with each other as well, eh? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, I don't know, there's a responsibility that comes with like all the conversations. and uh, Because you know that this, like for them, this is the conversation that they yeah. are having to say like, I'm here to support you. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And like, like they personally made an arrangement to come with to see you and have a night with you. Exactly. You know? exactly. Which is super sweet. And like I was really, I, I was so happy to see so many people that we loved at that event. 
but I was so socially exhausted. Yeah, 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 because it had, you have to be like, oh my God, thanks for coming. Hi, so much. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have I'm to be excited for everybody. I, I'm and you excited are. for you. But I can't, you know, I don't have enough energy to dedicate to, because when you go out in a bar and the bar is full, you're there with your friends. You're just there with your, yeah. you know, if you see someone you know, well then, shit, you, need to, you see someone you know. But when it's a, the bar is full of people that you know and everybody is trying to have like a, 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 a close personal conversation with you, it's like, yeah, it's just too much. And it totally shreds you. And, at one and, point, and especially because, you know, we spend the entire day preparing for the event. So like you already yeah, went to exactly. the event exhausted. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to like turn on the social battery and just power through. Yeah, yeah. And then like, exactly. When I was like, I, I just went in the booth, like Joanna um, went on. Like, yeah. like Joanna's going on, and I looked around, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just going in the booth." And I just this nigga just booth. left. I, next to her, just had was yeah. sitting on his stool, and like behind in a in a corner where you know how the booth at refugees yeah, there's like sure. a big window, uh-huh. but he was sitting down in the corner away from the window. So when I, like I walked in and I looked in the booth, and I was like, "Kyle is not there. Bathroom is empty. He's not outside." Where the I he was literally, literally on a stool in a corner just and I'm just jamming and I was having a good time too and the thing is like because I mean me and John we're, we're both DJs so we have a good time just listening to music and jamming you know what I mean it's a good time and like we, I had such a good chat such a good set um and yeah, I just had to run and it was so, it was so exhausting. And then Luca was there with other friends being like, what are you doing after this? What's yeah. the plan after this? And I'm like, after this, bro, I'm going to, I'm dying after this. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then. But mind you, I wake, I went home. <laughs> I did a responsible thing. I went home. I was like, I'm not like two o'clock, two or one. That's my cue to leave. Or I could stay or I could lime or I could party or I could do what's all I want. I go to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> to wake up at like 9 a.m. to a message from this man. Wow. Hey, I'm not going home. Yeah, I mean, it, but, but what happened is that we, we finished the night and then I was outside. And then what had happened is actually um, talking about downtime. It's funny because, well, this is why I'm talking about this. Because two weeks leading up to this, I didn't go out at all. I had too much going on. I have... You know, I have real life, I have my job, I have my hobbies, I'm trying to be a DJ, I'm trying to be all these other things, you know, those people and everybody, you know what I mean? It's it's exhausting. And um, this <clears throat> this launch was coming up and I said I, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't go out, I didn't party, like nothing, right? Just at home, just chilling, full on. So when the night, and I said I was just going to save it for this night, I was going to have a good time or whatever. And to be honest, I did not like take into account how tired I thought I would feel on the night itself, right? But it was really, it really and truly was a lot, right? Just emotionally and, and everything, you know? And it was great, but it was a lot. Um, and by the end, I was done. I was closing up, closing up shop. They're like chasing us out. They're literally chasing us out. Um, because because <laughs> I was I was in the booth with Joanna. When she finished her set, when the time went off, I was, so, playing. I was so feeling it. I was just like, nah, fuck this, bro. You're not stopping, right? And I literally went. Literally like, till yeah, late. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You stand right here. We're doing a basketball right now. You know, I pull up my records and continued, you know, going with her. And we had a time until literally the staff came and said like, <laughs> it's so leave. funny. It's so brilliant, right? Because the staff, the guy like running the bar comes and says, so I have a gig now, right? <laughs> So I need you guys to fuck off because I need to make it to my gig right now, right? So, so good, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we had a time, whatever, and then we're leaving. 
And I'm like, no, guys, I'm going home, especially when I have a bag full of like records. It's heavy. It's, exo- you know, and I'm like, I definitely I'm, I'm not doing anything. And but my friend Luca was there and he was with another friend. Um, they are connected and we're getting along really well. So that was nice. And they were like, nah, what's your plan? What's your plan? And I was like, what's your plan? Like, so you want me to throw this party that you guys are going to come to? Then you want me to give you a plan, a plan. <laughs> and you want after? me to come with you? Like, you know, <laughs> but then they said. They were, they were like, I mean, just saying it casually, but they were like, you know, I didn't go out all month. I didn't do anything. And I really wanted this weekend to be like it. You know, every time I told myself, I definitely have to come to this event. So this weekend will be it. And I said, I mean, in all honesty, I told myself the same thing too. You know what I mean? And then I thought, yeah, let's just do it. Right. Because, you know, like... Because it's a unique thing, Berlin, and we, we, all, we have this conversation, I had this conversation with Luca last night. It's a unique thing. Not all cities, I mean, I haven't, I'm not like the most traveled person in the world, but I mean, from what I understand and from where I have been, you know, like Berlin's a unique city where this city does not say no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this city is like, you want to go the distance, I can take you there. You know what I mean? And like, any day of the week, any, day any of the time week. of day. And, and that's a very yeah. dangerous thing. Yeah. If you're not, I mean, I always say, I'm so glad I didn't come to Berlin in like my early 20s. You know what I mean? Because I think I would be dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. But I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice thing to be tired and think, you know what? If I push through, I can actually like start my night now. And then I told myself, and because it was already like three in the morning, right? And I, I, and I, I told myself like, you know, I really left everything out and said, okay, I'm gonna give it all this weekend. And even though I'm tired, now, I said, okay, I'll push through. I'll, I'll give it everything. And. And then I went out and I gave it everything and I had a full night out. And yeah, you're right. At nine o'clock, you messaged me about something, money memory card or something. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. And then you were like, why are you online right now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And it was Long like, story short. it was like 10 in the morning. Yeah. And we were all back by my flat after going out to like club arts. And it was a long night. Honestly, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of us as yeah, a because group. That, because 10, 9, 10 a.m. is a long no, night. Because my negotiation with them was this, right? I was like, listen, I'm not going i'm not going out with my records because i have two bags right now they're heavy bags right so i'm definitely going back to where i am and i, I live in vetting right which is quote unquote far for like berlin so it's it's kind of a tough sell if you tell people you want to party in in vetting so i said here's what there are clubs in vetting right we can go to heideglun and um yeah so i'm gonna go to my flat you guys are welcome to come with me to my flat where i put my shit down and then we can go and check out heideglun right so we were like, they were like, cool, we're down for anything. We're, we're there with you, right? So we go. Now, Heideglund is, is in Vedding, and my flat is very close to it, but it's still a walk away, right? It's still about a 25-minute walk, see, right? Um, we go we go by me, smoke a joint, roll more joints to the road, you know, change, get everything, we leave. So it's already now like half past three or something, right? Then we're like, okay, this is, we're already kind of, you know, we're, we're energetic, but it's still late, right? So we're trying to get to the club as soon as. So we take The fact that you could and, go home and smoke a joint at that hour and still go out baffles. <laughs> like that would have been, <laughs> if the night itself hadn't put me out, that spliff would have been the thing to be like, okay, this one is going to bed. I feel like I just have to get in like the zone, you know, like you <laughs> just have to get like in the, in the game zone. Then you could push up, you know, You're in here and then me, like, and so, so we go and we, so we go outside and then it's like, okay, there are three of us. 
And then we're like, vehicles, vehicles, what do we have, right? So we're like scooters and bikes and whatever. <laughs> One of us can't ride a bike, not going to say who. It was Kiva. Kiva can't ride a bike. Um, and um, we're going to like, okay, cool, how do we get there? So somebody has to ride on the back of somebody on this scooter. We have one bike, one scooter. We try one combo. This one. We get to Heidi Loon. Heidi Loon's closed. Bouncer's like, yeah, only stamp or list or whatever. I mean, we're hearing the music and it sucks that you can hear the music. Like, you know, you can hear it like... And you're like outside, literally in the cold, just thinking, come on, please. You know what I mean? Like something. But the answer is no. Right. So then we're like, so I at this point was like, all right, guys, well, this is it. We tried. I tried my best. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going the distance. We're going, you know, like we have more joints. We have more, you know, we call a bolt. We're like, where could we go? We're flicking to resident advisor. We, we're debating. We land Club Ost. We go. We, and three of us rolling like totally impatient the bouncers like asking questions the bouncers trying to be like hard like you know do you have tickets do you have guest lists like how many of you and all three of us I'm are just answering at the same deal. time like we don't care we're like yeah we have nothing it's three we're like there's nobody <laughs> we're like there's three of us you know what I mean like you know and then he's like I'd have fun and we're like okay <laughs> you know what I mean thank you uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know uh-huh. like yeah, yeah and head off pay way too much money to get inside this club at like five but berlin is a fantastic city where the parties end at like 10 in the morning you know so i could we or could, sometimes just go on yeah. until the next or sometimes day until until, Monday. you know like 10 is early yeah. you know what i mean so the thing is like so we could roll up in this place and rock in there at like half past five and then after you pay 25 euros then you're so <laughs> this is what i'm getting at right like downtime and finding time to, <laughs> finding the time to separate and like really like <laughs> And really, like, find the time to, I don't know, to take your time. And sometimes I find myself a lot in Berlin, right? And coming from a place musically, and I'm a DJ, I know I play certain music, I know I'm accustomed to certain music, I know I, I want to hear certain music when I go out, right? In Berlin, there's such a range, right? And it's great. But it's not always what you want to hear. And I feel like Berlin really, like teaches you how to appreciate a full range of musical selection which you don't mm-hmm. get anywhere else and this is something that i'm very proud of myself and luca for because i have a lot of friends um yeah i have a lot of friends period right that you'd go out with and then they start complaining about the music and the dj and the crowd and everything and you know what all of these points are fair but we could talk about this but then don't go there. after the club. Like, you see you when know? people start to complain, like, I get it if it's not your music scene and stuff. You either go to a place knowing this is not going to be my scene and it's not my kind of music, but listen, I'm going to embrace it and try to get to know this crowd, or don't go. Uh-huh. But don't sit on and bad talk the crowd. It's like, you're, you can't be, you know, going to a hip hop party and then complaining about people's baggy jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baggy yeah. jeans is not a thing but, anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there. let the people yeah. have their culture. Yeah. And 100%. either go I mean, there to experience it or stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I feel like exactly if you're going to engage, but I feel a lot of people like, and I've gone to this, you, you have a crew, you have a group of friends, and they go out and they're like, yeah, this isn't me. I don't like it and whatever. And I mean, like, it it happened the other day with some co-workers and we went to, um, I felt bad because it was one of our co-workers that picked this spot, another club in, in, in Vedding, um, Humboldtine, and they really weren't feeling it. And they just bitched the whole time and barely danced. And, and I was just like, I mean, yeah, this isn't exactly my cup of tea either. And Luca also came, but we've, we, this has become a thing that like we, 
make i mean this sounds <laughs> it sounds ridiculously simple but we make the best of it but like in a real way like we don't complain you embrace it like, fully yeah we embrace it fully we don't complain whatever it is we're dancing whatever it is we're trying to understand it or get on a level mm. where we could and most have times fun. you do most times if you really like are open to it and let yourself yeah. feel whatever it is everybody else it happened to us feeling. the time we went to that rave that we thought it was going to be too hard for us destricted and um remember when will and Ati came and then and then um was also there uh yeah yeah, yeah I think it was, it was an anomaly. anomaly and it was hard and it was yeah. it was hard it was and we heavy. thought it was gonna be was a industrial. lot harder than what we thought it wasn't even it was um it was like gabba shit too mm-hmm. like yeah like stuff <laughs> but you I get would, it like if you're with the right people and stuff and you're like all right well i paid i paid 25 years to come that's in here saying. so this is gonna and be a fun night one saying. way or the other i'm telling you i'm <laughs> telling saying. you and by the end of it i mean at that picture we took at the end was an epic picture because i think actually only your face in, is in it but it's it's four of us and we're sitting like on stools passing a joint and it's just like a hand passing a joint and other than that's just knees and hands and then her face but it was so like it was like us at like 11 o'clock no, like no, this is like 1 p.m yeah, 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 like lunch time like some and we're just like we're like Maybe you know what at first i thought it was too hard but then i got into it and it was actually quite good you know what i mean yeah and then it's like you have a good night and this is something that so that same night that we went out after the launch it was the three of us and we went to clubhouse and we're, we're there and luca and i i mean luca and i by now we've been partying together for a while um we know the timing right which is yeah we know what we like things are good but i mean if it's not what we like we we have fun anyway. We make the best of it. It is what it is. It's you know what I mean? And the person we were with did not or is not accustomed to that or is not on that same level, you know what I mean? And I mean it wasn't a problem or anything. I think it, it was fine. But we were talking myself and Luca were talking about it last night. And we were saying that, you know, it's really a a, a uh, I mean, spiritual might be a heavy word, but it really comes from inside yourself. It's like, a mindset thing. Like whether you have fun or not, you know, in any given situation. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, again, overly simple, but I mean, like nobody, like, I don't know, this isn't really like something that you, that many people make, like take the time or like to really like do or practice, you know what I mean? But you could really make the most out of anything, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I found that like in... Because, yeah, I'm that person that works my day job all week. And then, like, the weekend comes and I'm like, I have to, I have things to do for my general goal. I have things to do for, yeah, I have things that I do for fun that I also like doing. Like, you know, I play PS4, I play Apex Legends, you know. And I think, like, you know, I want to be good. I want to be good in this, too. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I want to practice. You know what I mean? And then you have hobbies that you want to, you know what I mean? And then after some time, it does feel like. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Like mm-hmm. what? Like you're just on a ham. You're just like a hamster, just running on from this wheel, and then okay, get off this wheel. And then yeah, the and then I think like and then wheel wheel. somebody says, then then why 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 do you party? Then why do you go out to party? Why don't you take some time? And then I feel like when I go to these events, I mean, of course I have a good a good time if the music is good, and if it's bad, I still make the well not bad, but if it's not my taste, then I make the best of it. But somehow, <laughs> somehow that experience of taking this this whatever this is and and making the best of it and and having a a good time regardless and enjoying just yeah just enjoying it for what it is like becomes downtime i mean of course it's also important to to take other types Mm -hmm. of downtime but i found because it was confusing to me it is just doing something for the sake of the fun of doing something rather than with some kind of intended outcome or some kind of way that it invests in you know what i mean it's just doing something for the sake of yeah 
yeah know, yeah there's no objective there's, there's no, no right objective. or wrong you're just kind of doing yeah. yeah that's a good point yeah. i never thought of it like that yeah because we, we were saying that it's like a uh a, a, yeah you you make a decision and say I'm, I'm gonna have fun and then by the end like you you walk in home and we say yeah like like do you think it was good like how do you think the club was how do you think the music was and the rating isn't always like tops but like the satisfaction is yeah. always like tops because somehow like you gave it your all and you really had a you know what i mean you had a good time you know you had a good time and at the end you, you made the like, most out of it yeah yeah yeah. my dad always says um there's no there's no such thing as a boring moment there's only boring people yeah 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 100 wow. percent. oh there's no such thing whenever i used to say i'm bored he said bored is not a thing only boring yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i feel like yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent, and it depends yeah and the great thing the great thing about this city is that it it really feeds like the great thing about the city is it feeds everything it feeds your your ambition and your drive and your energy and it I mean, it goes the distance with you if you want to go. So you really have to make the decisions, you know, to keep a balance and to maintain some kind mm-hmm. of sanity. Yeah, you have to have the discipline for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm I curious, mean, guys, how, how do you handle, like, peer pressure? Because to me, it seems that your your friend Luca was pushing you pretty hard. And yeah, in the honestly, end, I feel you like... fell into the trap. <laughs> no, but you know, to be fair, like, usually peer pressure... Um, I I, I'm I, not. I'm not too bothered. But that time, what 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 resonated with me was that what he said is what I was doing. When he said like I didn't go out all the past weeks and I didn't do anything because I knew I was going to do mm-hmm. this, and I and I knew that I felt the same way because I was doing the exact same thing. And then even though in my mind I wasn't doing all these things because this launch was going to be. Uh, was going to be the good time I had. But in reality, it was just a lot of work. It was no release. It wasn't just for fun. There was an objective. Yeah, there was an objective. You are organizing things. I mean, it's the same thing back home. You throw in an event, it's it's stressful. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think there's like that in that sense is not peer pressure. That's that he spoke to something that was already in you. Yeah. Because, I I mean, I fully told him no. Like the whole night, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. 100%. And it's only when they said that, I was like, that, like, that really hit me. Because then I started to feel like... I was then selling myself short because then I I didn't go mm-hmm. out. I you didn't, didn't give yourself what it is you wanted. I didn't because I, I, I kind of held back. And then on this night, that in my mind, even though like this is definitely not the first event I've thrown. You know what I mean? I've been doing mm-hmm. this my whole life. But every time you look forward to it, and every time you're excited for it, and then by the end of it, you're absolutely exhausted. You know what I mean? And then I mean it's fun and it's good, but somehow in your mind, for the next time, you think like it's going to be a crazy fun time. Mm-hmm. And I mean. It is, but it's not uh, not the same like relaxing like type of fun where you don't have to do anything or think about anything. You know what I mean? You just have to, yeah, make it home safe, and that's the end. You know what I mean? But I mean, at peer pressure, I feel like it depends on what direction it's going in. You know, I feel like in in many ways, for many things, I'm I'm a little. I feel like I'm too old to be pressured into doing something that I feel is not for me. I feel like. Um, if somebody suggests that uh, to do something and it could be anything short term, long term, you know what I mean? I feel like the only way it affects me is if it was something that I had considered like on my own before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, like if they said like, yeah, why don't we, uh, I don't know, you know, like let's go camping or, or let's go, 
You know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and it has to be something that you were interested in before. And it's something I, I wanted to do before and I wasn't doing it and I wasn't doing it deliberately, you know? Like I would not have gone out my way to do it unless this, unless it came up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a thing. But I feel like as a, like as a, as opposed to, I guess, teenage peer pressure when you're younger and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to fit in or whatever. You know? I think also like when, when, I mean, you could tell us how it was when you moved to Berlin, but when I moved to Berlin, there were a lot of times where I felt like I went out because of FOMO and because I felt like, okay, this is, this is my way in. You know what I mean? Like I have to socialize. I have to make friends. I have to meet people. And even though to, like, I love a weekend at home just doing nothing, I would be like, no, you have to go out and be part of life in Berlin if you want to be part of life in Berlin. And yeah. now I feel like I've established a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and ask him if I'm saying no is a no. Like there's no swaying, there's no pressuring, there's no convincing. Like um, no is no. But I do uh, same thing though if it's something where i'm kind of like i've been thinking about but not really and a friend comes with good reasons for why i should then i'm not unconvincible yeah. for sure what about you how has it been pressure wise since you moved here well at the beginning it was all about fomo uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the fact that especially you're moving here there are so many things happening and i remember like already on thursday i was preparing i had a doc like a spreadsheet in which i had all Yes, <laughs> with the links. And generally, around Friday-ish morning, I was sending it out to my friends saying, hey, we have this thing on Friday, this is a Saturday. <laughs> so you're Sunday that guy in the friend group? Be. Yes, <laughs> okay. I am that. You're the itinerary maker? No, yeah, yeah. Wait, and so you, you, your friend group is people who you work with that also moved here? or? Uh, it's pretty mixed. Mm-hmm. So I have, of course, colleagues, co-workers that I'm uh, enjoying going out with and... I don't know. It seems to me also pretty pretty rare to have. No, I had the same experience. So where, where where do you work? What do you do? Let me just ask. You. <laughs> There's um, so many questions thrown at him. Okay, okay, okay. So we have the peer pressure question. Yeah, because I want to know you why work, you asked that in the first place. You work, yeah, 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 and then where do you work? I, what do you do? You and who do you hang out pressure? with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yesterday um, I was actually on a couple of guest lists to go somewhere, and in the end, I did like uh, the Gemini move. Oh, I'm a Gemini. I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't follow shit. So I have to tell you what the Gemini huh? move is. What's the Gemini move? Gemini move sometimes you're super social, empathic with all the body, all the people around you, but then you turn out to be a kind of psychopath that you don't want <laughs> uh, Please do not talk to me. I don't, I don't want to hear anything mm-hmm. about this thing. And I just stayed you at just mine flipped. and I just crashed. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, around, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I was not even 11. I was mm-hmm. already on, yeah, on my flight mode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, no, the co-worker thing is the fact that uh, when I moved here, of course, you know, a new city, you have to establish new connection, friends. And I've been super lucky because actually it was like my manager and general, my colleagues were like, okay, do, do you just want to hang out with us? And I was like, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> nice. okay, let's do it. So, yeah, uh, the peer pressure is, I mean, uh, a generic question I always ask people because mm. of, you know, if you are into this kind of um, situation that you tend to be super open, open-minded in general with lots of people after a while, um, you also have to set boundaries. And mm-hmm. I found myself in certain position in which, oh, damn it, I have to do this thing because yeah. of expectation of mm-hmm. the others, yeah. but I just do not feel it now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, at least to me, it's difficult to to share this kind of 
emotions or in general mm-hmm. um, status. Uh, but what's your job? But you, yeah. I work. Oh, what's your for, company? But just a quick question to that, though. Do you mean like, do you end up? Do you feel like it's things that you have to do because of your job, or things that you have to do because of what reasons? Personal reasons, though. Uh, I think there are like multiple layers that I could analyze. But first thing would be simply because whenever I do something, I'm like 100 into it. Therefore, you know, mm-hmm. you do not want to either disappoint. Okay. Or just with yourself, you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. Then you think a little bit more about it and you ask yourself, why am I doing it? Is it because I really want to or something else? Um, so, yeah. And what do I do? Um, I work in marketing for a fashion sport company. Really? Yeah. Sounds uh, like me. <laughs> really? <laughs> I also work in marketing yeah. for... What do you want? Oh, I thought you muted me while I was eating. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just realized we're two annoying levels, but they have mute buttons. Right? So, <laughs> <they're actually laughs> mute buttons. so the one next okay. to the light is a mute okay, button. Okay, nice. Yeah, <laughs> so you and work for a fashion sports company. Yeah. and Are oh, you not going to say the name because you don't want to promote them or... Yeah, I mean, you I could promote know. them if yeah, you no, want. Okay. I mean, you don't. There's no pressure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, but sure, yeah. No, but I mean, I just can say like three stripes. So okay, <laughs> okay, okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I think your company works in my company. I also work in a, a marketing for a fashion company. Yeah. I think we have loads of connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a very big connection, actually. I think you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, and this is the reason why I happen to be in Berlin. Um, cause before I never put Berlin, let's say in my roadmap or yeah, career, um, path and just happened and I moved because of the job, but mm-hmm. I'm super happy, honestly, cause Berlin nice. is really, is really giving me loads of juice. Mm-hmm. And you were in Milan before, right? Yeah. Uh, I spent, um, a few years in Milan and yeah traveling commuting from lakeside to milan do you like milan yeah i love milan yeah yeah i, I was there for place. one one day i mean and i all i did all i did was go uh dig in for records at uh serendipity right shout out serendipity and yes. visited the basilica that's all i that's all i had time for really i was there on my way from i went we went to italy on a trip to luca uh-huh um that's tuscany mm-hmm. yeah yeah Beautiful, we had a great time gorgeous, yeah um, one of those purely just for escape yeah 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 it was great it was no fantastic. objectives and we 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 did that and then we um and then everybody took their own way home and and the best way for me was um pass through milan and um so i was there for a day but i mean the thing is i because of where i work um i think i'm uh i have a lot of italians around me like both where i work and not right it's funny because i have my they are everywhere yeah (laughs) literally you know (laughs) i have my i have my work italians and then my berlin italians um and the difference is exactly as it sounds you know what i mean but milan never appealed to me it always seemed like a wow i'm shocked I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it just. I feel like it was uh, uh, in terms of the. Yeah, I mean, what it's known for. I mean, I'm not a big like fashionista. I don't know. I'm not a. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not chasing brands or anything. You know, I wear what I like. Period, and that's it. You know what I mean? And um, so I think that that being the biggest thing there that I think uh, for, for somebody who would would 
or yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I mean, I was in the city. It was fine. It wasn't like a bad city, but it was just over overrun with tourists at the time that, when mm-hmm. I was there. So, I mean, I also think you can't really get to know anywhere in in, 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 in a day yeah. or, or even a week or, or even two weeks. You know what I mean? But the, the, the energy that I got from the time that I was there, um, it just wasn't my my speed. I mean, Serendipity was great, fantastic. I have fantastic records. I play every set there. Um, I definitely would go back. Um, but um, maybe I would go back because I, I do want to go back and, and dig for more records there. Um, I, I mean, of course, I could order online, but I think the act of actually going into the record store and experiencing the city, um, that's, that's my way of, of, of experiencing cities because I, I feel like in Europe you could you could go anywhere. But, excuse me, if you... Yeah, if you just go for a week and you're, you're, you're in vacation mode for a week, I mean, there's not much you could do. But digging for records in cities and that being the product of my visit, you know, the records that I take back, I don't know, that really stays with me. And that really kind of, yeah. And then I ask specifically, I say, I want Italian labels, I want Italian records, you know what I mean? I, like when, I go, when I'm in Paris, I was like, I want French labels, I want French producers, you know what That's I mean? such a nice souvenir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like instead I, of the, the typical old Bring Back boots, because I was in Italy. Yeah, and I never, I never forget like where they come from. I go through my whole collection. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. What's your favorite Italian record label now? My favorite Italian record label. <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know about label, but the, I found like this gem of a record that was an Italo disco classic that just got repressed by TMSS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. And I always close my sides. Man, I wonder if we could play that song at the end of this thing. Uh, we're going to get in trouble with copyright. And if we, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, but I think, you, I think you have like eight bars or something that you could play well, without copyright infringement. We could find out. But, but there's, there's, <laughs> one, there's one track. There are four tracks on it. It's the same song, but then four different mixes. And there's one track that I, I find it's, it's so romantic because it's so like... Um, I don't know, it's so, uh, yeah, romantic is definitely the right word. They, 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 they sample the, um, no, 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 my shit doesn't work. We'd have to do it from your phone, maybe. Um, but the, it, it, the, 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 the voice sample in the beginning, I'm assuming it's from a movie, right? And the guy, the guy says like this, yeah, he says, he says this thing. Um, I don't know what he says in Italian. And they're like birds playing in the background, but it sounds gonna like... going to tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I feel like he, he's, he's um, speaking to a, a woman, it sounds like, right? Um, and then the record starts and it's the chillest version of all these songs. And I, I always close my... Um, well, I don't always close my sets, but I, it's, it's a favorite to close sets because it's a rare repress. So it's like a 94 hit or something that they just repressed or whatever. But that was... Um, that was great. That's a great, that's a great record. Um, Sick. You do a lot of record ticket? Um Yes, I do. Uh, mostly digital though, because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a SoundCloud. Yeah, I would say a cloud boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, boy, you stuff in SoundCloud and, and yeah, Spotify. Yeah, started, started like digging back in the days in SoundCloud when <laughs> I was a, uh, when I was a teenager, and I'm just looking for the record. Yeah, here. yeah sure. <laughs> and yeah, I see. I don't know. I like vinyls. I like the idea mm-hmm. of like tangible, physical things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to music, I have always the impression that like digital and liquid is a little bit underrated because mm-hmm. at least to me, it gave me the opportunity to express myself a lot. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have a lot of 
box or money to spend yeah. on, on vinyls and you're at university <clears throat> but you still want to uh, you know play some tunes get mm -hmm. some bootlegs and so on for me soundcloud was this incredible heaven and mm -hmm. where to go uh, as a destination to find my my little jams my little things yeah. so same and also like i've i recently downloaded the Bandcamp app and so now when Another i'm bored level. Yeah, now when I'm bored, if I'm like on a train or something and I have nothing to do, like I'll be on Bandcamp just digging music and saving stuff like that. And that, that whole portability of it is just yeah, so much more convenient yeah. to me. I don't know. But I get it seems the, to me that after Spotify acquired SoundCloud, things changed mm -hmm. a lot, not for the good, I would say. Mm -hmm. And Bandcamp literally took over because it's the same for me. Yeah. I'm always digging yeah. on Bandcamp. Yeah. Bandcamp is the best. It is. Yeah. I think Bandcamp is such a a champion i think they're yeah i think there's such a, a breath of fresh air and i'm i mean i'm frankly shocked they're not they're not more utilized by like mm -hmm. more um like mainstream um yeah i'm shocked that there's so many songs that you still can't find on them to be honest yeah like you people can just don't use them i yeah. think they're just locked into the the current yeah. music economy and, yeah. and and they just yeah. don't want to move and, and from simple things to like i bought a bunch of songs on beatport when i was now starting to mix and uh, Then I like cleaned my laptop and I accidentally deleted like 15 songs or something. And I was like, oh, no, scene. I had a bunch of songs from Bandcamp and from Beatport. I was like, no, scene, I'll just go and get, because I paid for them. So yeah. obviously I own them so I can just re-download them. And from Bandcamp, you can download whatever you bought forever. Yeah, yeah. And on Beatport, you have what, 28 days, if so much? Really? A week? Yeah. Really? Yeah. After that, you can't re-download it. Damn so it. you have to buy the track again. And I'm like, you capitalistic bastards. Yeah. No, no, no. So now Bandcamp for me is definitely the champ. Why well, not? You send this song. I'm Are you trying to send it? Oh, I feel like mm. our grandpa. I'm like. So what's before we like come down because we've been. No, we don't hour. have to come down. I'm no. just, I'm just. He wants know. to play the track. I, I, um, no, I don't want to play the track. I'm just setting you out. Play the track. We don't have to stop. Send me the that. track. Um, what's your? So aside from you came here for work and stuff, but you yeah. know everybody else, everybody has like a personal mission in Berlin of what you want to achieve while you're here. <laughs> oh, the way he raised eyes were like oh, I don't know what I mean. that was deep <laughs> no actually as a Gemini I, uh, <laughs> I also have like a crossway of thinking and uh, I tend to not uh, focus too much on like vertical things one project only I always have mm -hmm. um, different things on the side going on and I am currently working on a podcast which is not oh, just oh sure really <laughs> Are you? Uh, uh, hmm. Is it competition? <laughs> yeah, What exactly. About, huh? What you doing, bro? <laughs> How are we going to crush Berlin? You know what I mean? You're going to have us, outside? Bro? <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, going to invite you over. And yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a podcast only. It has more to do with investigating the whole concept and idea of crews and communities, which is something very important to me and super close. So, We're a community and a crew. You see? But what do you what do you want to investigate in it? Like, what do you want to check out? Um, yeah, I mean, as I was telling James uh, out of the mic uh, earlier, I when I was eight, yo, um, I used to hang out a lot within like skateboard crews, snowboarding crews, music collectives, and it has been for me this old solid days like a school, and yeah. I really. 
I don't know, I'm really drawn to this time. I've learned so many things. And it was like back in the days, I would say, unformal education. And this is something we should not give for granted. And as I started like working in different brands, companies and so on, the word crew, collectives, communities were like always there, always in some presentation. And I mean, having established myself a collective, having like grown up within communities Mm -hmm. to me was like, are these guys uh, knowing about what they're talking or there's something a little bit wrong in there. And I felt like it would be great to have like a space to have like a testimony of what the real funders, like the people, um, what a real community actually what is. What a real community yeah. is. So just yeah. pass over the mic to them and create this narrative in which they're going to be the one saying what they've gone mm-hmm. through, what the story, the vision within their own movement mm-hmm. is, was, will be, and yeah. also thinking about yeah. future generation. I find that yeah. that's such an important topic to talk about just because like, in the corporate world, the word community has become such a buzzword and also such a marketing tool where we were saying this before, they're not actually, they hire community managers or they make us marketing people become the community people. But in reality, they're just trying to find customer base and call it a community so that people feel more, so it feels more personal and so that you feel like you're supporting something that you believe in and you're part of and blah, 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 blah. blah, And that's why I think Bandcamp is impressive because you know what I mean? Like they are, they really, I mean, at least I find that in all the, the, the policies that they've upheld and every time they make a move, they really do keep the creative community at the forefront and they really Mm -hmm. keep like the, you know, because of course there are some companies that really do, yeah, they really do nail it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's so impressive because, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think community is important. It's such an... Uh, it's everything. Community is everything. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's it's for the younger generations too. It's, it's education. Mm-hmm. It's all the informal education. You know, it's all the stuff you don't hear in school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like we were saying before as well, it's finding your role models and seeing what people have done. And, you know, the younger generation continues to pass on the legacy that you've built in your community. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it, it might become a little bit personal now, what I'm about to share, but back in the days, it was like 2015 when I, when I started like, make, I, I would say getting all these people together and mix different ideas and establishing the collective with other individuals. Uh, it took me some time to process uh, all what was happening back then, but basically my parents were kind of um, going through a divorce and I it was probably a f- unconscious reaction to me to then find other people and recreate yeah. mm-hmm. a family yeah. in which you could yeah. really have your, I would say, safe space, mm-hmm. share your yeah. ideas, yeah. comments, or just, you know, uh, backing each other and, yeah. F- yeah. you know, doing this kind of stuff. So that's also the reason why even before like the corporate thingy, to me, this topic has always been like very yeah, important, crucial and vital. Yeah, because when you when you do that and you have your crew and yeah, I mean you learn all the things that like yeah, of course like roles like 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 family and, and all these but I mean you, you kinda you don't you don't get to choose like who you're related to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't make all the decisions in your family. Whereas like I feel like as you get older, like I say this all the time, um, you definitely know <clears throat> what's for you and what's not for you. Um 
And I feel like, yeah, you, you, you definitely more generally speaking, at least in my experience, comfortable with not re rejecting is a strong word, but just saying no or, or letting things pass so that, that you know are just not for you. And in the wake of that, the, the people that you do have around you and the, the, the people that you do stick to and, and the people that you do choose to spend your time with and create with and make with, you know, that really becomes, yeah, I mean, the friendships really become so important to you. But then also in um, in an artistic sense as well. You know what I mean? There's so yeah, much you yeah. learn from mm -hmm. other artists, you know, that, uh, that influences your work so much. I, I always thought that was one of the coolest things that I I learned about painters. Like when, when I when I was in, in Paris and you um, go to all these um, museums, you see all this art and it's so fantastic, I think. Yeah, it's so inspiring, you know. I can't I'm not a I'm not a, a, a visual artist myself, but I, I really I really get inspired by these things. Um I thought it was so cool that these dudes just would move to like the where did they move? The the, the um shit, where did um um the Van Gogh and all these guys move to? Um the Netherlands, was it? No. They're from the Netherlands. Shit, can't remember. Let's Google that shit. But <laughs> but they would all move to like the same house in like in like um <clears throat> wherever this was. Oh right? are you talking about the Gertrude Stein circle, the one in Montmartre, Paris? Probably, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 And that was Picasso, Modigliani, yeah, all these peeps. I mean, maybe is that was I don't think Van Gogh was in Nassau, was he? Not sure. No, no. It's I mean, but in general, but in general, it's the same guy because Van Gogh is the same because Van Gogh got his shit reportedly cut off by another painter in the in the house or blah 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 blah. But the point is, but they were that. But I mean, they're doing what we're doing now. Like they've been started forming collectives and moving together. That they were like because at the time they were doing impressionists. I hope I'm not getting this wrong, right? But they were they were they started this whole new like a style of painting. Thing. and then they all started yeah kind of learning from each other and i thought it was so cool because a lot of these paintings that you see like this is well i don't know anything about painting so i thought it was really interesting that painters would paint the same thing over and over and over and then one version would be the version that they that they go with right like everything else right i thought that was so cool but what i thought was even more fascinating was that it would be like four painters and they're all painting the same scene for like however long like together you know what i mean yeah. and then like they and they were all learning how to do it from each other and then like i mean unfortunately they all die poor you know what i mean and then their art like blows up Somebody and, else then, makes money off of and then the ass. government makes money over, you know what i mean and then i mean that sucks you know what i mean but i always thought it was so fascinating that they yeah decided to form this community this collective essentially and go and start creating together and learn from each other yeah, yeah yeah and who copied who and because you know you never know the, you never know these styles you know what i mean you never know because you know everybody bullshits for like the pr right so like now there's so much information there's so much internet so like you know what i mean like everybody can stay on the on the go on the instagram and film themselves telling the real story but back then you didn't know shit right you just knew <laughs> you just knew what came out, you know what I mean? So you never know, like, who was in the back, like, watching one of them paint, you know what I mean? Like, he's the famous one now, nobody knows about the others, you know what I mean? But he was looking at him, like, do this one thing, and he was like, holy shit, you know? And I'm going to copy these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he's, like, sitting behind him, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And just, like, totally, like... 
copying his way of doing things, like his brush strokes or whatever. You know what I mean? And then he he's, and guy, then he's, he's the, the one guy who, who picks up the best part of what everybody else is doing. Yeah, he's the one sitting in the back of the class. Yeah, he's sitting back of the class, and then he comes out and he blows up on everybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you'd never know, <laughs> you'd never know, like at what point, like who was influenced by who and who like picked it up and how much of it was conscious, how much of it was unconscious. You know what I mean? Like who. You know, did they have discussions about this or did they just like watch each other like over a long period of time and pick things up? You know what I mean? But all these like famous artists, a lot of them did these things in groups. And it's there's no doubt in my mind that they that they learn and pick things up from each other. You know what I mean? So in creative communities, I mean, communities is 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 important in general. But I think it's it's so fascinating when you put a bunch of artists together and then you see how they they bounce things off each other, you know? And they yeah. grow together and they learn from each other and they also, like, when one of them gets an opportunity, everybody else gets opportunities at some point to come. I mean, Hopefully. I think... <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a real, that, that is a real ideal way because, I mean, of course, we know all the other uh, stories of, like, you know, artists that, like, get opportunities and then they block the others and then, what you know what I mean? And these things are... Yeah, I think these are... Fascin- these are fascinating like aspects of um community and at least i think now with like technology and the internet and social media there's a lot more transparency into things you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like you can't sample a track without it being picked up by the technology already as soon as you post it on soundcloud you know what i mean there's some there's so much well, in you place. can still do it but smartly i mean yeah, yeah you could still <laughs> do it there ways you know Instagram I, mean? dog. I remember i posted a video and there was a song playing in the background like on the radio mm. and instagram took it down one time what it was like now copyright really? infringement yeah yeah they're on it. it that's what i'm saying on it. so the thing is like back in the day when you think of like uh uh the most yeah, the, the art you think of a fine art or, or like Renaissance art, you know what I mean? You don't know what was going on behind the scenes and how their community impacted them and if they would even be doing that the way they, they did or, you know, if they had not been part of what they were part of or the people that they were around, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's a good point. That's uh, cool. I mean, I think also we have like big, big example, especially coming from America, like, I don't know, the, the old ASAP uh, crew the Aesop mob yeah, yeah. the like odd future and when you all see these people joining forces like go and chase mm-hmm. a common vision mm-hmm. wow this is super powerful and this is super fascinating at least to me you know mm-hmm. because it's not just about the individual and individuality it's about like we are family and everybody's gonna I don't know, benefit from it. Yeah. And also like creatively, like you were saying, the output, it's, wow, it's unpredictable. It's, wow, yeah, it's I mean, they always say the kind of creativity that comes out from when a bunch of people put their heads together is always insane. And yeah. the thing is, when these authentic, <laughs> like these things happen, um, at least like how we're doing it or how it's done like on an underground level you know what i mean they tend to be very authentic at least mm. in the beginning well it happens know? very organically too there's yeah. no kind of specific curation and there's this like you could call it almost a cross-pollination where all these different perspectives come together and all these different skills and talents and then i mean that's what they say in like in the tech industry at least that you all, yeah. you want to have cross-pollination yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the cover <laughs> yeah. world, right? you have cross-pollination brings out the best ideas because you have so many different not geniuses, but but brains full of completely different information that brings so many 
angles to one problem that the solution ends up. But the authenticity, I think, is like how they get, how it comes together in a manner that's most con- constructive. Because when you think of communities that are forced, when you think of like groups that are forced, like you brought up like the ASAP crew and All Future and these guys that, you know, were put together on their own and they're guys from the same neighborhood or state or city yeah. or whatever, right? And then you look at, <laughs> and you look at like a, a Backstreet Boys or whatever, right? And they were, they were a commercial package, you know? And it, it, it did well. And I'm not saying that every underground movement stays together forever. But I mean, like the, the boy band phase in the 90s, you know what I mean? I mean, they, I mean, we have One Direction and stuff too, but even they just... Yeah, no, but it was more intense. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm, bands, but, the but they, just, they were so child. put together. And then what happens is like, so you, you fake the collaboration of a bunch of really talented people. And then what happens is everybody, because they all say the same thing, that all of their, 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 collect, their, create, their individual creativity definitely suffers because... Because it's not authentic, yeah. you know, it's being pushed together and packaged in a certain way, so they don't actually get a chance mm-hmm. to bounce off of each other, as opposed to, I don't know, Rolling Stones or the Beatles or something, or like bands that are, that come together organically or crews that come together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's interesting that like it's not a it's not a formula or it's not a, a it's not like. Yeah, five creators is better than one creative. Yeah, and if you no. put them together, you get something good. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's good to, to, to create environments where these things can happen. It's good to create spaces where these, these, these uh, interactions can happen. But it's, I think it's, it's important that they happen organically and, and they happen with that authenticity that allows it to, like, thrive because if you push it because of i mean there there, there there are a million examples both ways but i mean definitely you if you if you if you force it it just it it never yeah it just doesn't yeah but work. it also boils down to the human aspect right because um, the point of a community aside from learning together and and you know the whole artist artistic side of it is like you said with you know after your parents got divorced or for a lot of people build communities or join communities when they move to a new country or a new city, it's just about having that sense of home and security and sense of belonging. Yeah, belonging. And people that you, yeah, belonging, you know, and people that you feel like you can trust and you can rely on. That is what makes a community for me. Absolutely. You know, and then when the artistic part comes on top of that, it can only flourish. But if that baseline of we give each other a sense of belonging and a, a kind of feeling of home doesn't exist, then the rest will crumble, in my humble opinion. I do agree and subscribe to that. It's also interesting um, to see how also it's very difficult within this kind of communities or crews to always stick together for a long, long time, long, long period because then maybe you change your mind and you want to pursue something different and then you have example of like this incredible like moment in history where like there was like this incredible genius that was just trying to find his way or her way or their way i don't know like destiny's child beyonce and so on so there was a commercial thingy um you have also other crews that maybe yeah uh put it together or like revolving around a common interest that after a while just vanish 
And this is also something that I'm super curious to know more about and understand, you know. So how a crew get together and what happened on the way? Because there's so true. many examples. Because everybody crazy. has, everybody grows and then everyone undoubtedly grows in different directions, yeah. you know. And it always happens with every group or band or, you know what I mean? And it's always fascinating and impressive when you see a group that's been able to stick together for so long yeah that's what is rare. that yeah, yeah what is that what how does that work you know what is that you know and i don't know i think it's for me i mean obviously like life <clears throat> life keeps on going everyone keeps growing and things change like period you know what i mean um but there's no world in which i'd imagine myself not enjoying being a, a dj or enjoying this music right but life yeah, of course, like life takes over and then you have to shift responsibilities around. And I think that giving space for people to figure out, you know, the next move or figure out how they're going to fit this in. If it's if it's true, if this, real, if this is really something that you wanted to do because you enjoy doing it or because you love doing it, then, yeah, why, why would you why would you ever stop working together if that was the basis of doing it in the first place? You know what I mean? And I feel like... Yeah, but you know, you have also like external variables and factors playing. But you, you have know, to now, it's a, yeah, it's true, it's true. It's but I, yeah, and I think that the giving the space for yeah for shit to happen for people to be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not feeling this, so I'm not doing it. Like that. And it came up with um kind of music. Who's this um this group in in from Berlin? These four Berlin DJs um and they. They're like, I don't know, I was big fans of, of theirs be, uh, when I was in Trinidad and I came to Berlin and I saw them for the first time and equally phenomenal um, live. And they're so, they, they have such a, a, a unique way. They, they don't do techno. They, they, they do kind of like, I don't know, if you were to smash retro, afro, house, acoustic all in the same room you know what i mean it and and it just works and it's so strange because it really works well you know what i mean but it's not like they play one thing you know what i mean and they have this this common string and i always i always thought that that was more impressive than if you're a techno dj you could and you play this style of techno you could play that for an hour and that's cool but then i always thought it was super impressive which is always the dj that i strive to be where like yeah songs can be completely different but you could you could be like, I could, I could see why you played that. You know what I mean? Or I, I could see where yeah, this came yeah. from in you. And I thought it was interesting with this group because it's four guys and they're all from Berlin. And when they look on tour, like when they go on tour, there's always just three of them. And there's quite a lot of press shots with just three of them. And the fourth one, he'll be at the party in Berlin. They usually end their tour in Berlin. And I normally go to that party. Um... And the fourth guy is there, and it's like they they don't miss a beat. And I always thought that that was super cool because in, because from a from a PR standpoint, it looks like this guy dropped off. It looked like this guy was like whatever. Yeah, but he just can be bothered. But he just can be fucked. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to tour. I don't want to or what just, whatever. He just wants to make his music. He's like, I want to make music. I want to release on the label. I'll play the parties when you're in Berlin, or you know what I mean. Like I have other things I want to get done, and it's. And it's all good, and there's no. I mean, it's we chill. would we would chill. know, yeah. And he <laughs> he said it. The, the fourth guy, uh, they they um they they were they had their ten years 
uh, anniversary, like maybe like two years ago or something, and they they made a big deal out of it and they were they were talking about it and hearing these guys talk and he laughed and he was like, you know, I'm kind of shocked that it lasted as long as it as it did, you know, like four guys. That's a lot of people for a group to be doing to be doing kind of the same. You know what I mean? Like four guys to be in sync. It's not it's not like your your your, no, your group of people. Also, you don't have to be in sync. You just have to be able to let people do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like in a relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like I do see what he was saying. Like, he's like, we're shocked. He said, I'm shocked that it, it, it lasted so long because, yeah, when, when you're all doing the same thing, I feel like it's easier to let people do what they have to do when you, mm. you're in different disciplines or you have different goals and objectives. But when you're four DJs and four, you know, producers trying to all, you know what I mean? I feel like that, uh, yeah. And then also, like, yeah, of course, then there's ego involved and space for and who's getting what in this whole thing. And you know what I mean? So it, it is impressive that they've lasted as long as long as they have. But then I look at from the outside looking in, it definitely seems that they do exactly that. They say, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you, you yeah. don't want to talk, then weird. Yeah, don't. Be on tour. It's all good. You know what I mean. And then, but that's, they, but that's uh, like I can I can understand why all these groups break up because they don't want to compromise, right? Because you have when you put a bunch of creatives together and everybody has their own vision, they want their vision to come to fruition. They don't want to compromise on their vision. They don't want to work towards somebody else's vision. This is what they want to do, and to get all of them to compromise is almost impossible. But then I'm guessing you have a group like this where three just happen to be on board with the same vision, and then the one is like, okay, but I like this part of the vision, but you know, I don't want to fuck around with this. Yeah, madness. And I think they always just kind of agree. And they're like, cool. Yeah, yeah. And they said, and I always everybody contribute what they want to contribute. Yeah, and they say they they because it's one label, it's four of them, right? And um, they don't always gig together. Uh, They play a lot together, but not always, right? Because they have a few of them are definitely more popular than others. A few of them definitely have more notoriety in terms of production than others. Um, You know, so they all have their own thing you know what i mean and i feel like when when they talk about how they do things within this label like they say yeah well we we release a track um or or we try to give room to promote each other's tracks you know what i mean and i think that that's such a a healthy way of like made like kind of supporting each other and keeping your ego in check you know what i mean because it's like yeah i'm sure these guys have like demos you know piled up on their computer but they're like yeah, we time it so that we can release like something and then we all and then they all share and they all post and they all support each other's tracks on the label. And it's like, I don't know, I've never seen that done before. It's always like one guy or, or, or you know, a, a pair, you know what I mean? Like doing things, but they're doing things together. And, and it's it's really interesting and inspiring and 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 confusing to an extent to see four you know, people can in the same lane be able to do it, but you're right, it just comes out to space. But mm-hmm. it, that sounds easy, but it just yeah. people are but just... Not, but I think it's like a general mindset shift that's happening right now in people, how we interact with each other, not trying to force people to be like, we have this agreement and this is how our relationship yeah. needs to be now. Whether it's friendships, you know, collaborations, actual relationships, but rather seeing individuals as this is you and this is what you need, this is me, this is what I need. Respect each other's needs and then you know, work together where we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like record labels are a major example, right? Because mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, you always had this big artist like hitting the headlines and then the second wave of 
the artist part of the record label, um, yeah, benefiting from this ale effect. Whereas nowadays, it seems more like they're really building like with small blocks their their own careers, yeah. but all together like very um, organically. So yeah, this is an incredible example, especially music. Then of course this could be uh, applied to other realms and other domains. But that's very interesting. I just think yeah, the, keeping. It's always such a challenge just keeping egos in check. I mean, <laughs> yours, I mean, personally, yeah, your own ego, it's such a struggle with your own ego, yeah. but then you have to deal with other people and then you have to share spaces and then you have to share tangible things that we do live on, like money, you know, and, and for, to be used to pay rent and, 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 you know, live kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it, it gets sticky and it's quite simple, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think that, yeah, it, 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 it always comes down to something quite simple, but... In the end, people people are just shit us. Like people, you know what I mean? People <laughs> That's are just that shit. was it for today's you know podcast. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People are just shit us. So, I mean, it just never, you know, it's never that easy. And and it's it's so unfortunate. I always feel like that's the that's always the worst thing I find that when you you start something with somebody and you're close to them already, so you think it's okay to. Are you talking about this podcast? This yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is the last podcast we ever do. Um, but it's it's so hard when you come across challenges and then egos are displayed in a way that you've never had to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that you've never had to deal with before. And then you see, a, you see sides of people that you just, you didn't sign up for, you know what I mean? And that's always, I mean, that's happened to me a couple of times, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's always the most disheartening thing, you know, because especially when you know that it's not something that's being held back by the potential of the, of the group or the person or the, or the skills or the, or the, or the creativity or whatever. It's, it's, it's always, just ego. it's yeah. just an egotistical thing. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, I think that's always the hardest thing for me because then you have to, you end up walking away and then you end up walking away and it's worse than if you tried it and then it didn't work out and you have to walk away because it just doesn't make sense for practical reasons yeah. because then you walk away and you, 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 there was, it's like there was something there. And it could have been really good, but mm. but we didn't manage to put aside our ego. We didn't manage to to put aside, yeah, our egos and mm-hmm. find a way to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, even it, even and you can't even just blame it on the person whose ego is messing up everything, but because it's also your ego. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not dealing with this. Ego attachment. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because ego sees ego. You know what I mean. So you have to, you have to deal with it on that level. You know. So then it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. Big egos. Mm. We thankfully don't have that issue on this podcast. (laughs) Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. (laughs) We don't have this issue yet. (laughs) Except when people try to hide in the middle of an event. Yo. That event okay. was exhausting. Shout mm-hmm. out to Refuge Worldwide. It was great. Yeah. It was a great Shout out time. to the bar staff. I don't think they um, were prepared for how many people were actually going to come. I mean, I don't think prepared for how annoying I was going to be. <laughs> like, they were in the booth and they were like, all right, guys. Can you said, leave? And I'm there like, one of the headphones, like with my records, like, like now, now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, the, the guy was so sweet. He had to go to his gig. And then he was like, he's dj too so he gets it you know so he was like i want more track you know what i mean <laughs> and we're like i bless you know and then, 
But yeah, it was exhausting. Yeah. All right, we are an hour and 43 minutes and 20 seconds in. So, so Timothy, so, Timmy, Timothy, Timothy, do you have any, do you have any nicknames or it's really just Timothy? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm TT, I'm Tim, TT, that's our currency. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I go by the name of Timothy Thompson. So that's an easy TT there. And also AKA Timothy from O. Well, I'm going to call you TT because that's our money. You, <laughs> money. Bling, bling, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Timothy, so much for Thanks coming for having on me. this podcast. Pleasure. This was this was great. I can't believe, yeah, we didn't have this before. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't remember the, but this is your connection, not mine. So this is all your fault. This has My bad. before, you know. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope <laughs> we see you more often and hope we see you at, at, at our events. And Sure thing. You you play around on SoundCloud. Do you by chance mix or it's just like you just... Yeah, uh, I do mix. So then why don't you do a mix for us? Mm-hmm. Let's do it then. Let's nice. do a mix. Right yeah. now I'm struggling to get mixes from the other DJs. Yeah. Shout out Oscar, Courtney. <laughs> King um, Sleepy. King Sleepy. Still Wally. <laughs> what are you all doing, Dread? Like, it's been literally, it's been what, six months since we started forever. doing podcasts? Like, I love you all. But I mean, I thought you were DJs. Like, come on. Mix, DJ, do something. <laughs> Literally freestyle, please. two hours you know? in your Come bedroom. On, you know? Stick in. Anyways, Timothy, <laughs> don't let that this be funny. you. Anyway, definitely yeah. do a mix for us. We'll um, send it to us. We'll be releasing mixes shortly. Otherwise, we have a couple mixes from our live event to be releasing soon. Um, and yeah, we're excited to do that. But of course, the more the merrier. Right now, we have a bajillion podcasts and we have zero mixes. So... <laughs> Send something our way. Please. Please. We'll otherwise, do. otherwise, Cal is going to remind you in every podcast that we yeah. record I'm text today. <laughs> right after this. Are we, are we going to play this song? Are we going to close off um, on my song? Do we need a... Um, where do we plug it in? We plug it in here. Do you have the auxiliary? I have this auxiliary, but it doesn't... It doesn't work? Hold on. Let me get an next auxiliary. Nice. Do you teach it for fun or is it like a... Um, yeah, I mean, are you uh, trying to, are you, cause you know, there are two types of like people who know how to DJ. They're the people who secretly want to be DJs, but they're embarrassed to say it, you know, and people who genuinely are not bothered to try and make a career out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I might fall in the last one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, meaning that, uh, I, I don't know. I don't like the label DJ selector or whatever. I try just to. Yeah. You don't use that label either, is that what you just said? No, yeah, I don't know. I still feel weird to call myself a DJ. No, but you are not the same thing as him. You are the DJ that can DJ and gets gigs and then gets nervous and then (laughs) crat and then has a meltdown an hour before (laughs) that you actually DJ. bro. Come on. But I think, but I think that you actually want to be good, and I think that no, you I want do to, want to be good, and yeah. like, but what I am realizing, hold on, I need to sit down for this. What I am realizing is that I don't, I'm too much of a a, a homebody to be like the DJ that DJs at four AM every weekend kind of person, mm. you know. Like I really like the radio scene. I really like like playing more mellow shit. I like doing my my reggae. 
kind of want to get into doing a little bit of like soul jazz r&b that kind of stuff but at the same time i do enjoy playing i hear that I'm you know the upbeats yeah i definitely house, don't get yeah. it yeah because if you want it to be it fast if you want stuff. it to be it you definitely yeah i don't know you could tell because people are like mm-hmm. who want to be like a, a dj because yeah. i mean I people want to dj cool, parties uh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. People party. who are DJ parties are people who want to, like, you could tell. Yeah. A, they're doing it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, of course, like, it is a cool thing to know how to do. I mean, every, I mean, I don't want to say everybody, um, but most people like music. Once, this guy on my team, talking about everybody likes music, <laughs> he was, we were, we were in this meeting, and we were talking about, like, um, things that, like, uh, we were talking about learnings, you know, like, things we learned that we could share with the team, whatever. And he said... Um, he read <laughs> read in this book or something that like yeah taking like not listening to music for like an extended period of time does like something to your brain and he hadn't listened to music for six months and he was trying to make it to a year without listening to any music but that's impossible i was like music is out there i was everywhere. like what are you doing i couldn't even <laughs> you know what i mean like i couldn't even and i was just like what is this supposed to do to your brain i mean it doesn't matter because i don't care and that's never something i'll ever do you know what i mean but i thought i was so fascinating because and then it made me you know because usually i'd be like everybody likes music but you know what everybody's like music yeah <laughs> crazy however i have to say that i spend loads of time into the booth like mm-hmm. mixing mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's just not that it I don't this, care. Like at parties or on radio or... Uh, yeah. Like, what, uh, both all. Both, both. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes yeah. I just want to like... I love playing... Yeah. I mean, my first gig in Berlin was in an art gallery. And I love that kind of environment setting because I can play whatever what mm-hmm. I want. It's like I feel yeah. entitled. I don't have to say anything yeah, to anybody. Like I just want to play some ambient <laughs> music, some vocals only from a movie of the 70s or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. A, I don't know, Grime, Jersey Club yeah, all yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, that's that's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Mm. I don't know, I'm this weird Yeah, I think, I think you're like me in the sense of that we, we like to play music. Yeah. Like we like to yeah, select songs, you know what I mean? And we like to pick a vibe and like create a set for that vibe. But we don't necessarily have this urge to be a DJ yeah, yeah. and like do the whole, you know, the promotion behind being a DJ or the like being behind gigs all the time and that kind of stuff. Like, no, for me, it's just about I want to play my music yeah. and I want and to play for people, an experience curate people, an experience yeah, yeah. and yeah. share it with people that genuinely enjoy what you're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also because I think, uh, sorry, uh, but I think especially for the music that we love and we play, Mm -hmm. there are no... There's no big scene for it. Yeah, there's no big scene. There are yeah. not many. People. That's yeah, not a reason me, to not be I, a no, DJ. Not, bro. Not, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know? But he, he um, came into the booth when I was when I started playing in Refuge, and he's like, "Why well, don't I go to the UK with that thing?" No, <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I, didn't say that. Bro, I was in the wow. kitchen. I was in the kitchen. No, because no, 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 the no, whole joke, set joke. was like UK down, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, "It's so interesting because I mean, I know she knows nothing in terms of like yeah. electronic music, or whatever." <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. That was a statement, straight up, right? But I mean, she. No, I play what I like. Like, I dig for music and I pick what I like and I play that. And I thought it was so interesting that the majority of her tracks were like very, like, were UK tracks. Yeah. And then I was like, Danny should have moved to London. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because this is this is a real like UK yeah. set. You know and what I mean? And it's not it's not like I didn't see that as a bad thing. Like I am very inspired by the no, UK. No, he says a bad thing. No, you know? I am very inspired by the UK music scene. And um, when I started in Berlin, I think I was telling you before, like I started to mix mostly house and techno and stuff because that's what people hear mixed and that's what my friends hear mixed. And then after a while, 
like I said, I'm on band camp in the trains and stuff, and like kind of from the house space, somehow ended up in like you know more grime, more Afro stuff than Jersey Club. Jersey Club, I started to listen to after one Jersey Club party. I was obsessed with it, and then I started yeah. to download a bunch of shit basically. And then also like from the voguing scene and disco, anyways, from since my childhood. And then now my music collection is such a fucking rainbow of everything. Yeah, yeah, but that's but cool. um, but the UK scene in particular. Is I wouldn't say that it's me being inspired by the UK scene. It's me being inspired by my Caribbean roots, which the UK scene is Thank inspired you. by. Yeah, and, and, but that, that's why I thought it was interesting because you didn't say, I want this set to sound a certain way. No. You said, I want to play these songs that I like. And yeah. then these songs all had this thread because it wasn't all the same genre. It wasn't all yeah. the same no. style or whatever. But I mean, I can hear the sound. I mean, I'm doing it. So I know that they're all like uk sounding tracks you know what i mean and i was just like wow this is i remember i was chopping limes for the rum punch in the kitchen and listening and being like you know like yeah 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 you know that it's it was just it was interesting that it all kind of yeah came together yeah. Or, for somebody or, who's also never lived worked. in uk or yeah. like it's yeah. literally because just from that is interesting because i know you don't you know you're not making like a deliberate you know this no is it's a, literally just from going into the band camp wormhole from one track. You know, you look at related tracks and yeah, related yeah, yeah. tracks and related tracks and then you pick a genre that you're like, let me look at all the Jersey Club tracks and stuff like that. Put together all the tracks that I thought I wanted to play in one thing. <clears throat> and then just, you know, what song would sound good after this song? Yeah. And that turned yeah, into yeah. the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Magic. But yeah. So we expect a set from you. Yeah. To stick. To we'll stick. Do. <laughs> Just as a yeah. reminder. Do you have my shit loaded? Let up? me play your shit. <laughs> oh god, I hope it works. I mean Don't play the the, the ad first, eh? Yeah, it's on YouTube, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't get the ad. Well then turn down the um It's t- it's down. Wait, right, boy. Siri, we're not talking to you. <laughs> Do, 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 do. <laughs> it won't play. Somebody just sing to kill the awkward silence. What you doing? It's not playing. Open up on YouTube. What you do? Omar, what you doing? Elevated speech. Come on. And? <laughs> hold on, hold on. You see, now it's going to be an ad for sure. Yeah, exactly. You see? Because you're trying to play anything. So you can't play it from WhatsApp? No, I mean, oh, clearly not. <laughs> you can't play it from WhatsApp. <laughs> I mean... No, no, that's the ASMR. Eat your apple. <laughs> yeah. I haven't yeah. eaten all day today. And this was eating day. apples? Yeah. Give me another bite then. No, yeah, maybe mix two chicken. Chew it slowly. Try your serious. Your serious real on it today, boy. Siri, no. What's happening? I don't know. I don't know. So confused, and the apple stopped and everything. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, then we're not playing anything. But the next episode, I'll post this. Yeah. I'll post this as an attachment <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> so that you could check it out for yourselves. And hopefully, your Siri is not so annoying. But yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. It was real nice to meet you. Likewise. Welcome to Berlin. Thank you. Till next yeah. time. Easy. <laughs>